Welcome to the Diorg Hot Seat. This episode is one of the ones that has generated the most buzz within the Diorg Hot Seat. I think it is both because of how articulate were Nathan and Zeus, and also because Snapshot is something that is extremely simple and popular, but packs a great deal of flexibility. For us at Diorg, it was extremely exciting to be able to ask them about the architecture decisions of one of the most used infrastructure for DAOs, and to see how they are planning to overcome their main criticism, not being on-chain. Spoiler alert, Snapshot X will be on-chain, which comes with a whole set of challenges, because Snapshot is very, very flexible precisely because it is not on-chain. So the Diorg members spend some time trying to understand how this will work. If you want to know how things in crypto work, make sure you follow and subscribe to these podcasts, and the Diorg members will grill the guests for you. Or maybe you will be able to do it very soon, too. Thanks, Nathan and Zeus, for bringing all of this wealth of information about Snapshot to the hot seat. Snapshot is this. Snapshot is a governance platform. Basically, if you, if you want to understand a little bit more about uh, how it came about, it's pretty simple. In August 2020, Balancer was kind of finding a solution for tokens and liquidity pools to be able to vote because, uh, you know, the promise of crypto is you have the power, you can vote with your token, you can decide where your organization goes. But at the same time, if that's uh, mutually exclusive with using your tokens and, and uh, you know, uh, participating in DeFi, that just doesn't work. So um, an engineer over there called Fabian, uh, who, who's now my boss, uh, decided, uh, all right, I'm going to do this solution. And the way it's going to work is uh, we're going to be kind of hybrid off-chain, on-chain. And we're going to leverage this new thing called uh, mm-hmm. IPFS. So IPFS is a decentralized uh, storage system. So basically when people vote on snapshots, their votes goes to IPFS. And from mm-hmm. there, we pick up all of these votes and we say, well, this is the result. We do all the computation based on uh, the tokens that you have in your wallet. Uh, and we enable a lot of pretty complex strategies, uh, I would say. In this presentation, I'm, I'm going to take a few more minutes to talk about what's possible on Snapshot. Uh, since I'm talking to developers, uh, I think I'm going to go a little bit more in-depth into what I find cool, uh, what I find really uh, composable and dynamic about Snapshot. And then I'll take a few minutes to talk about what we see as good options for the future and where we think that the government space needs to go. And then I'm happy to be uh, challenged uh, violently, as was promised. So uh, the way that Snapshot works at the moment, and, and what I think is really good about it, is the fact that uh, the community has built a lot of strategies around Snapshot. So uh, if you go here, you can look at all the different strategies that exist. And a lot of these uh, go as far as calling a certain contract and asking for information about, uh, you know, saying that a certain NFT is worth that much, but another NFT in the collection is worth that much, or saying that people that have interacted with the contract five times, well, they get five voting power or something with that. And what I find really exciting as well is you can combine strategies together. So I think the, the communities that, that really take advantage of this are either cross-chain communities uh, that have a strategy that says, well, we're going to look at this target token in Avalanche and in uh, Optimism and in BSC or something like that. And all of these are going to be worth voting power, which kind of solves cross-chain governance, which uh, obviously is uh, becoming a more pressing issue. But I also love people that use it in, I I would say, more funky ways. 
my, my favorite example and, and a team that has done not only a tremendous job uh, using everything that Snapshot has, but also integrating into their own front end everything about Snapshot, you know, uh, is Decentraland. So Decentraland users, they vote with, I think, seven types of voting power. And if we go on Snapshot and we start looking at uh, the different voting strategies that Decentraland uses, you can see they use their own token, the NFT, the size of the estates of people in Decentraland, uh, this multi-chain strategy that allows them to do this on uh, all the chains that uh, Decentraland supports, uh, different NFTs, but this time that are worth more than the previous ones. Uh, a delegation strategy that allows them to use off-chain delegation, which is uh, something we developed with uh, Gnosis, uh, which is sort of an off-chain register of delegation that allows for free delegation. The wearable rarity, I have to say that I have no idea what this is, but I still find it quite cool. And even something called Decentraland Rental Lessers, again, something that I'm not particularly familiar with, but I just find that super exciting because this really showcases the flexibility of using a tool that's hybrid. And I think that's what I want to maybe highlight for this public of developer is I think there's a strong sense of on-chain, everything is better. But the truth is crypto is incredibly expensive and nobody is onboarding billions of users to Ethereum. Uh, probably not even nobody is onboarding billions of users to Optimism or Arbitrum, we think that ZK rollups probably have the best chance, but but still, like it's it's a long way to go. So having this off-chain crutch, because it, it is a crutch, it has to be called that, is extremely useful for pushing your application to touch many more people. And, you know, I'm, I'm not one to say, you know, oh, Snapchat is awesome, and we have this number or that number that I want you to listen to, but I will say that amongst everything in DAO tooling, uh, Snapshot is by far the most used tool. And it's interesting because now all of that data is available on, on Dune, all of this data is available on, on several different platforms that you can query, Flipside, even Nansen. And what's really cool is you'll see we have some of the best numbers in terms of monthly active users in crypto. You know, that is including OpenSea, uh, Uniswap, all of that, because they're, they're not paying anything. You know, with a signature, everything is working. Everything is, is very easy to pick up. And I think that this is very strong. However, and this is the second part, uh, part of uh, this, this really small introductory talk, some, uh, we're working right now on on-chain voting because there is reasons for wanting everything on-chain. There's a level of security there that is just very appealing. However, it should be, you know, battle-tested contracts. It should be something really, really safe. Because if you're looking at something like Beanstalk, that was a very, I think, for me, a very exciting project. I, I thought they had a very interesting new take on DeFi. A governance exploit destroyed the protocol. They made their own governance contracts. And very quickly, attackers managed to take advantage of it and, and empty the treasury. And that we really want to... <laughs> make sure that it, uh, it doesn't happen. And I think one good way of doing that is having governance be this part of your protocol that you're not building yourself, but you're rather leveraging stuff that has been built by other people and that has been reused and reused across the ecosystem to a level where you're pretty sure that there's nothing wrong with it. So the next part of Snapshot's evolution is something called Snapshot X. And Snapshot X is Snapshot on-chain. Everything on chain, not on Compound Governor, not on Bravo, not on Alpha, 
our own smart contracts of governance that are going to be audited by you know, some of the best auditing firms in the space and that we hope are going to enable some communities to use Snapshot in both ways. Some decisions are really cool being off-chain and that flexibility that Snapshot proposes is just something you're never going to get anywhere else on-chain. I think for probably the next three, four years at least. But I would say it will never really reach that level of, uh, of flexibility that we can just have with having a JSON file being a strategy. However, you're going to get the increased security that the multi-million dollar decisions that DAOs take, you know, now, nowadays it happens every day, get that highest level and highest standard of security. So yeah, I think that's my presentation. I hope discovered a lot of what we're doing, a lot of the future, and yeah, ready for questions. Excellent. Thank you so much. So now that you still have uh, the central land on the screen, um, can you take all of these strategies and use them together in the same in the same vote? That's how it works. That's how it works. You can vote with everything at the same time. And that level of flexibility is only going to be possible if you have that off-chain component. Uh, mm -hmm. If we were to try to calculate all that on-chain, uh, I can begin to tell you that the, the, the cost of computation for this sort of complex things, and this would be even if you managed in the first place uh, to, to locate all of these elements that are all in small contracts on, on many different chains, uh, if yeah, you exactly. can, you would still need yeah. oracles and exactly, and to, yeah, exactly. an off-chain part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think it's it's really that that's that's the vision. The vision is that this kind of complexity is going to be really hard to replicate on-chain. We're going to try, though. We're really going to try, and we're going to try to lower the costs. Uh, and that's why you know most of the architecture of Snapshot X is uh, on layer twos, and, and I think that's where Snapshot X is going to be. Uh, extremely useful for a lot of DAOs, um, but for DAOs on layer one uh, that just don't have that many funds, uh, I think a snapshot is going to be a great possibility. And the, you know, what, what we're really working on with Snapshot X as well is using storage proofs to prove a certain state of L1 on an L2, so that all the voting, all the computation can happen on layer two based on tokens and things on chain on layer one, uh, which that's another really exciting part, I think, of the architecture of, uh, of Snapshot. And, and I'm, I'm going to send, actually, obviously, you know, I'm biased. I'm really excited about Snapshot X. But I'm going to send the docs here because I think this is going to be able to enable a lot of applications built on top of it. Excellent. We got uh, a lot of questions already. We got like a... Very exciting stuff. So, um, Nick, do you want to unmute yourself and ask your question? Uh, sure. Yeah. You kind of touched on it a little bit, uh, Nathan, uh, which I appreciate. But um, I was just curious, uh, just as far as you know, how you can ensure that off-chain signing techniques used by Snapshot are secure and it can't be manipulated to skew the results of the surveys, especially you know, of course, in a decentralized environment uh, where trust is a major concern. I, that that is an excellent question. Uh, that's obviously you know that's the trade-off. The if you want the best security, you need an on-chain transaction to say, well, these tokens are voting in that direction. Uh, however, the way that snapshot works right now, we're quite 
happy with already in terms of security. So as I said, it relies a lot on IPFS. So every time a vote is made, it's pinned on IPFS through four different services, through something that we built ourselves that we call Pineapple. And basically, Pineapple uses Foreverland, Fleek, and Piñata, and a fourth one. can't remember. And anyway, it uses these four different services to pin the same content on IPFS to make sure that we, uh, that we keep it, that we have it. And users can verify at, at all time that their vote has been taken into account if they were to, to, to kind of backtrack it, if, you know, if they were to look for it on IPFS. The part that is harder to, uh, let's say, decentralize is, is the actual computation. It is saying, well, I know that Nick voted. However, we used you know, an archive node to, make sure, to figure out how many tokens Nick had on Ethereum. And we used an Avalanche archive node to know if he had the necessary NFT on Avalanche to make sure that he could participate. And that part is very hard to, uh, to, to completely decentralize, to, to remove trust entirely. If, if you're looking for these kinds of, uh, kind of out there information on chain, uh, that's hard to, to have the same amount of security. Maybe I can add one thing here sure. uh, in terms of security and like the censorship of, of the data. Because what happens is that whenever a user is taking an action on Snapshot, they are signing a message, which is then verified by one of our services called uh, Sequencer. And what Sequencer does is basically that it holds its, old, uh, its own private key uh, to generate an Ethereum signature that is then stored kind of like a proof of that action being verified on IPFS. So thanks to that private key, same as like with your wallet, uh, you are the one triggering the transactions and taking uh, control of your funds. Same way, no one else can actually put the fake signatures or change the signatures that have been verified through our services. The code is all open source. Uh, so you can have a look at that. And also uh, the cool thing is that you can actually replay the entire history of snapshots from the very beginning, thanks to the fact that the, the signatures are generated from that one service. And also each message has the auto-incremented ID. So basically then you can play them one by one, every action every, of every user, every single vote, every single proposal. So that adds like that additional layer of uh, security and uh, the, the actual signatures cannot be altered once they have been verified. Right. So basically, since the stack is open source, anybody can run that stack apart from the infrastructure that you're running and can verify themselves, which nobody does, but, uh, but they could. And that's, that's often security enough. Yeah, um, I think that's, that's one part. And then the second part is eventually uh, we're working on decentralizing that even, uh, you know, making sure that anyone can run a hub. And, and I think that that will be the, the, the next step that really uh, enables right. to be. That was going to be my next question. What is, what is the actual infrastructure stack that, that you need to run? You mentioned archive nodes, uh, archive nodes. You mentioned the sequencer. How does the, how does the infrastructure stack work? I think that's a perfect question for Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a bit um, complex to explain it right now, but what we can think of it as uh, three different layers. 
Uh, first, we have our UI, which is the platform that you can see right now, which is um, basically a Vue.js application, which is talking then to uh, our backend. So the backend is mainly orchestrated by the sequencer that I just mentioned. And sequencer is responsible for verifying the action and the signature that is coming from the UI, which uh, a user can uh, sign with their wallet. And uh, a couple of things that it's doing is one thing, it's uh, calculating the voting power of a user, if we're talking here about casting a vote. Uh, so based on all the strategies that you can see right now and uh, the specific snapshot of the proposal, so basically the moment at which the proposal was created, is the moment when we are checking what does that account relate to basically in terms of their voting power, in terms of activity on chain, uh, in terms of um, the badges that they hold um, and so on. It's also checking the basically eligibility to vote because certain spaces can also set certain conditions that allow uh, users to cast a vote or block them from doing so. Once that's calculated, um, the uh, Ethereum, uh, Ethereum signature is uh, produced and then stored on IPFS. At the same time, we are storing it in a, a MySQL database, um, which you can actually see also through the dashboard on Dune that uh, Natal mentioned. Uh, this data is also then exposed through another service, through our API, uh, with GraphQL that any of you can access right now and have a look at the, the latest messages, the latest votes, spaces, their settings. Uh, so everything uh, is auditable, basically. And then sequencer after the successful uh, voting power calculation, uh, generation of the signature and storing it on, um, on IPFS. It's sending the response back uh, to Snapshots interface um, so that then uh, the data is digested and you can see the result in the UI. I hope that's answering your question, more or less. Nice. That was an excellent reply. Thank you so much. I've got, uh, so Leo has uh, a couple of questions uh, on the on the on-chain stuff. Um, but before we go on to the on-chain and how will it work, I'd like to ask a very simple question, but it's kind of like nagging. Uh, it's, it's at the back of my head. So since strategies are basically uh, arbitrary, co arbitrary code that can be executed, what are the protection measures that you put so people don't execute strategies that are actually malicious and, and are executed in your, uh, in your servers? This is an excellent question. Uh, Zeus, do you want to take it or? Uh, yeah, sure. We actually we actually talked about it today with uh, Nathan. Um, so the thing is that the code, uh, everyone can contribute uh, to, to um, our infrastructure. Everyone is welcome to create a new voting strategy or a validation strategy. However, it doesn't mean that every voting strategy will be just approved and we will just merge the code into our code base. We are always making sure that uh, there is no buggy code, there is no malicious code. Uh, it, it wouldn't cause any confusion for the users or unexpected results. Um, so it's kind of under control and we want to make sure that um, users can vote uh, in a secure and a predictable way. Great, thank you. Um, so, Leo, do you want to go ahead uh, with your question about on-chain voting? Yeah, sure. Thanks. Uh, thanks a lot for the um, overview. And 
Yeah, I was, I'm very much interested in the on-chain perspective because eventually if one does it off-chain, voting off-chain, then um, you know there's still this process of bringing that implication of the vote on-chain, which is then the insecure thing. So I'm really appreciating that you put things on-chain. Um, I'm wondering, all these kind of uh, strategies that you do off-chain, which is great, uh, how are you planning to have those strategies um, on-chain? Like, uh, how would the whole process look like in principle? Like, uh, I would take, uh, you know, a little bit of this token, a little bit of that token, maybe, um, I don't know, some delegation, who knows? How would that um, user flow work? So, obviously, uh, first, really really cool question. Uh, I think obviously the, the, the problem is that you can be as complex as your off-chain, right? Uh, if you look at Compound Governor right now, you're super limited. You can only vote with tokens and with one token, one vote. And not only the snapshot has these uh, out there voting strategies, you also got kind of weird voting systems. Uh, you know, you could use weighted voting on snapshots uh, to choose uh, amongst several options. Uh, approval voting uh, is, is another thing that we have. Uh, quadratic voting is something we facilitate. Uh, all of that is, is very difficult to do uh, on-chain. What's going to be like the overall architecture, and, and I think like that, that's probably one of the most interesting things uh, you can read about on the, in the docs, is you're going to have three types of strategies. The first one is authenticator strategies. That just means, you know, I'm on... You could even imagine something uh, that's maybe a, pretty, uh, a little bit too far, but uh, I'm, I'm signing a, a signature on Solana, and my, you know, everything, the computation, everything that happens behind is on Starknet, uh, in the case of uh, SnapshotX Starknet, uh, but the, the authentication is happening on Solana. And then you would have a voting strategy that is, uh, you know, SPL tokens on Solana verified through, uh, you know, uh, that's probably the Solana example. It's <laughs> probably a few more years down the, down the line. But for EVM chains, through a storage proofs, you can verify the amount of, uh, you know, a certain state of the blockchain on another blockchain using this really succinct uh, proof uh, that, that you're bridging over. So the, for this, we're using something called Herodotus.dev, uh, which is just a, a, a really awesome company. Uh, that does uh, that specializes in uh, in storage proofs. It's still early stage, obviously, but that's how it's going to work. Uh, and what what you have next is some amount of uh, strategies that you can use, uh, mostly multi-chain uh, stuff that does uh, that that has to do with NFTs. Uh, delegation is obviously a really big one. Um, all of these, I would say, relatively basic strategies will be available on on SnapshotX. Uh, soon uh they're, they're this year let's say but there's a whole host of strategies that we're going to have to uh, either let the community work on because uh the cool part about snapshot x is you know when you're creating your DAO, you just have a space contract and then you're adding these strategies one by one uh in a really modular way so as the you know as the controller of the DAO, uh and by the way the DAO itself can be the controller of the DAO. you can say that the only person that can change the space contract is the space contract itself through governance. Uh, and you would say, uh, for example, we have this execution strategy that's going to happen on Starknet, uh, or we have this execution strategy that uh, happens on ZKSync, and we're adding it. And once it's added, you can propose 
a transaction, uh, an outcome of your um, of the voting, and say whether that outcome is going to be completed or not based on other uh, elements uh, that are inherent to the space contract, such as a quorum, uh, a voting delay, uh, a certain threshold of users that have to participate, or all of these uh, sort of things. Um, I hope I was clear enough because <laughs> it's obviously like a really uh, Snapshot X is, is a really complex product. Uh, so I really recommend like reading the docs if you're interested in hearing more. I think the TLDR of my uh, long-winded answer is uh, not everything will be available uh, at launch. We won't be ha able to have the same amount of flexibility. Thanks a lot. So very, 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 very quickly. Um, essentially, um, you know, if 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 there is an outcome of the vote, say um, yes, we want to uh, empty the treasury or something, then. <clears throat> Um, then usually in a DAO, you know, there are some roles. Only certain people can trigger that outcome. So um, how would, you know, how would how would that outcome of the on-chain vote, like which I suppose will take place on some designated contract, uh, have the ability to um, trigger that transaction uh, to change the state uh, of the DAO? Let's say that that's that's awesome as well. I mean, that that really touches on uh, one of the most interesting subjects that I think everyone is talking about right now, which is uh, account abstraction. So basically your space contract is a, a sort of smart contract wallet, if you, if you think about it. And since it's a sort of smart contract wallet, you can set limits to it. You could say, uh, you know, it, you can bake into the space contract. Uh, you can only send 10% of the funds at a time, or you can only send uh, funds to whitelisted addresses, or there is a delay between the outcome of the vote and the moment where it's executed, where there can be like a special procedure. Cool, thanks. My pleasure. So from what I'm understanding, uh, apart from this last answer that you gave, but thank you for the presentation, by the way, it was great. Um, so do you, you. Want the, do you want the uh, contract that you, you're developing to serve as the treasury? That, that's the first question. That's, that's just, you know, it's obviously, when you think about it, any multi-sig is governance. It's a, it's a very simple form of governance. It's saying, well, out of these seven people, if four people agree, the money goes through and the transaction is done. So what we want to enable is to complexify that process and say, well, on our side, we, we you, you can dream bigger. You can say it's not about four people out of seven. It's about 51% of the token in the DAOs, or it's about a minimum of a thousand people uh, amongst the community of one token, one vote, uh, you know, style DAO. Uh, if at least 51% uh, of the people say uh, go, then it's go. Uh, you know, I think it can be much, much larger than a multisig. However, uh, we don't want to build a multisig ourselves. Uh, I think it's a bit too... We'd have too much hubris going for building a multisig ourselves and, and say, oh, we're just going to make a way more complex multisigs with way more moving parts. Like, it, it sounds like a terrible plan, and when <laughs> we, we won't do that. Uh, so what we'll do is rely on other multisig solutions and simply say, well, the space contract is the signer or is the, the, the sole 
you know, uh, the, the sole guardian, let's say, of this treasury or, or, or of this multisig. So I think that's how we think about it. Um, I don't think uh, for, for the foreseeable future that will encourage people to manage the treasury entirely using only snapshot. Uh, the crypto ecosystem is vast. DAO tooling is very vast. There's a lot of people that have built incredible products, and we want and we think that DAOs should leverage these different products. Even when you think about it from uh, an abstract perspective, having one app being everything about your DAO is too centralized itself. E even if the app, like us, we're, we're you know uh, we're trying to build completely open source, completely openly with as much feedback from the community as we can. But still, I think the DAO tooling ecosystem should have many different apps coexisting just to allow this continuing, like uh, just not having a single point of failure. Thank you so much. Uh, so basically you're saying that you want to have uh, what you natively, the functionality of Zodiac, right? So I think what's going to happen, rather, is that this is going to integrate with, uh, with the Zodiac. Uh, we'll use Zodiac for different things. In a sense, Snapshot X will leverage the Zodiac modules uh, for a lot of things that are happening around it. OK, and one more quick question, if you, if you can. Um, so you mentioned that the voting will be one of the, the functionalities of the contract and multiple strategies, unlike the governor standard. Uh, so you'll have uh, one member, one vote, token-weighted, approval, quadratic, and then you will have some sort of um, endpoint in the contract to interact with the treasury. What are, what are the other functionalities do you want to have in the contract, if anything? Uh, so the, the Snapshot X contracts, uh, uh, I would, uh, careful though, because uh, you know, quadratic, approval voting, all of that, that's on normal Snapshot. Uh, it won't be on Snapshot X, uh, at least at release, right? Uh, that, that's, that's really complex to do in, in Solidity. The Snapshot X contract is for voting. That's, that's the, you know, it, it's not an all-in-one solution for DAOs. It's really just for voting. It's really about decision-making. And where we want to see like flexibility and variability is the different strategies, whether they're authentication strategies, uh, voting strategies that look at your voting power or execution strategies, uh, what the contract is able to execute on, on different chains, because that's a, a big part of it is also that cross-chain element. Um, that's what we want. That's where we want like a, a lot of richness and a lot of uh, different options. We don't want the snapshot contract to be used for, for example, doing bounties or doing uh, compensations, things like that, right? That's, I think, best handled through apps on top of Gnosis Safe or something like that. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is, uh, this is actually Clara's question. Um, I'm just trying to think of a, of a good way to put it. Um, so Snapshot as a governance protocol uses mostly Ethereum addresses or blockchain addresses, which we know they are not great for privacy. They're very easy easily correlated, they can be demasked quite easy. And uh, have you thought about anonymity or privacy when it comes to, uh, to, to voting and Snapshot? And how are you tackling this in Snapshot? 
Um, so when you think about um, privacy, it's uh, it's obviously complicated because you know we're on public blockchains. Uh, there, there's limited things you can do. So the first thing we try to enable is to fix uh, what we think is a pretty big problem, which is everyone can see the progress of a vote and be influenced by that progress. And you have strategic voting that, that can happen, you know, voting really early uh, with a lot of uh, tokens to push people in a certain direction, for example, or voting really late, kind of by surprise, with just enough tokens to sway the vote in your favor. So something we developed with uh, Shutter Network, which runs uh, private nodes, uh, basically it's, it's the, the main goal of Shutter is to combat malicious MEV, but we realized that uh, through their services, we could also do what we call shielded voting. Uh, so if you type in uh, shielded voting, uh, you'll, you'll see more about uh, our announcements. Basically, shielded voting uh, allows you to hide your vote until the resolution of the vote. So I'll just see that, uh, you know, Lansky voted, but I won't see what you voted for until the end of the vote where everyone's choices are revealed. Uh, so I think this is really useful because uh, it still allows you to have this kind of control and social control over, you know, who votes what. You know, you don't want the big VCs to be completely anonymous on what they vote so early on in the life of our ecosystem, for example. Uh, but at the same time, you do want that privacy that enables people to not have any a priori before they start voting. So shielded voting already exists, but it's not private voting because you still get to know who voted uh, and who voted for what after the vote ended. For f fully anonymous voting, uh, we have a lot of ideas. Uh, there's a lot of avenues you can go. And, and you know, I think there's a lot of engineers here, as you all know, it's all about trade-offs. Do you want purely anonymous voting with, uh, with a completely controllable and, and verifiable blockchain? Uh, that's always going to be uh, extremely complex. The way we think about it right now is if, you, so if you're on layer two uh, and zero-knowledge proofs are used to prove the validity of your transaction from layer two to layer one, what you can imagine is some sort of fractal scaling where you could have a layer three that proves something to the layer two, and then the layer two proves all of that to layer one. So the state of your layer three is cryptographically proven to be correct to the layer two, and then layer two settles on one, uh, layer one. And once you do that, you could have a fully private layer three. So this is out there, right? Like, I'm not telling you that this is going to come out in the next two years, but I think that this is one of our best shots at doing cryptographically proven, but completely base level private transact uh, transactions and votes. So that's where we'll be starting to move some of our R&D efforts in next year. It's about understanding what's necessary to have that private, you know, base private layer three uh, that's completely safe uh, and that we can use for voting. Excellent. That was a, that was a great reply. Just for, um, for reference, we've had two projects here. We've had Bogdani, which are working on this problem, right? It's like private voting. Uh, they're using zero knowledge and, and they're, they're quite advanced, but obviously sacrificing some of the flexibility of Snapshot. 
And one of the things that I can come up with is we also had Sysmo, which are working on ZK badge, badges um, <clears throat> that could be used, maybe not on Snapshot X, but could be used currently uh, on a strategy uh, with cool. with uh, with the regular snapshot. Those it's you the can case. use these. Uh, it's the case. Right? There already today you can vote on Sysmo uh, on Sysmo space right, exactly. with badges. It's, it's very exciting, I have to say. You have this uh, yeah, Ethereum yeah. power user uh, mm -hmm. thing that they, they try to work on. The only issue with uh, Sysmo is that, so when you create a vote, uh, it, it, it only looks kind of retroactively, right? Uh, it, it looks who had at this latest block which badge. And what Sysmo wants to enable is, uh, you know, badge holders to be able to vote on, on past proposals. Uh, so every time someone mints a badge, they'd be able to join a past proposal or something like that. And that, that's still complicated to do uh, because, uh, again, we're not really used on either, I would say, either Snapshot or, or even, I would say, the whole Web3 ecosystem to use these non-transferable badges and to build applications around them. But I think that's going to be huge. That, that's obviously going to be an incredible way of conserving some amount of privacy while being able to prove a lot of things about yourself, um, uh, you know, on Ethereum itself. So I would say where my, my L3 thing is like the long-term plan and shielded voting is the short-term plan, uh, stuff like Sysmo is definitely like medium-term plan and, and I'm really excited about it personally. Excellent. Yeah, same here. I think it's gonna, it's gonna really enable a lot more safe interactions on chain. Uh, safe not for the multisig, but just safe for the users. And uh, one last question from from Simone. Yeah, um, it's a question about um, the business model of Snapshot. So we know that you had a seed funding round back in 2021. Is there any plan about the economic sustainability of Snapshot long term? It's a great question. Uh, I think it's complicated, right? Like something like Snapshot is a public good and it's really important to the, to, to, to the ecosystem. There's so many DAOs that use it. So every time we think about something like this, we always think, how do we make this a win-win-win, right? How is this a win for us, a win for users, and a win for DAOs at the same time? Um, so the first thing I'm... There's a lot that you can imagine that's more complex, uh, especially when you go into on-chain voting. Uh, you know, you can do uh, meta transaction, uh, sorry, uh, transaction meta relaying, and, and you could take a feed there. Uh, but that kind of goes against, even when you think about Snapshot X, the goal is for DAOs to pay for the gas fees of users voting. Uh, we want to keep the, the Snapshot experience the same. Ideally, Snapshot on-chain is going to look and feel the exact same as normal snapshots except, you know, <laughs> on-chain. Uh, so what we come up with, uh, what we've come up with, uh, and, uh, you know, I'd appreciate some amount of, uh, of uh, I'm not going to make everyone sign NDAs, but uh, it's still a work in progress, and it's still something we have to refine. But basically, it's something called Boost. Uh, and Boost is, your Aave, you need a lot of people to vote on your next governance proposal, and you have a lot of token that you'd like to distribute to active governance participants. So what you say is, I'm going to put 100 ETH, uh, um, 100 Aave tokens in this smart contract, 
and they will be distributed uh, to all governance voters on the pro rata of their uh, of their voting power, with a ceiling to avoid like whales taking most of it, but just basically incentivizing voters to participate in governance and diluting kind of uh, over time the people that don't vote to the profit of people that vote. Uh, and why I think this is going to work is that uh, having a large governance is not a nice to have. It's, uh, it's a requirement. If you're, if you're in DeFi, if you're running something like Uniswap and you've only got 20 people voting and five of them are VCs, how, how is it going to look like in court when you're going to say, well, I'm sorry, but we were decentralized. None of what we did was, uh, you know, we never offered a security to anyone. Uh, it was a decentralized protocol. While the court is going to say, uh, sorry, but nobody's voting on your thing. Uh, nobody, uh, five VCs control half the supply. In no way, shape, or form, Uniswap Labs is not responsible for the action of Uniswap protocol. So having decentralized governance is, is hugely important. That's what enables DeFi to truly be <laughs> not only live up to, I think, what we all expect of it, but also be legally safe, I would say. Uh, so incentivizing governance is a dangerous thing because quickly you can fall into bribes and, and stuff like that that are, let's say, unsavory. Uh, though they work well in, in, in like purely financial things, right? Like nobody complains about bribes in the curve ecosystem that it just kind of makes sense. That's how the protocol is built. Um, but for a lot of smaller DAOs, bribes are really complicated. So I think that's something like Boost is really interesting because you're not saying... I want you to vote this way or that way. You're saying, I want you to vote. That's it. Choose whatever you want. I just want people to be incentivized and to be recognized for the work that they put in as well. And I think that once Boost is around, it's going to also enable delegates because all of a sudden you want to be a well, you know, a, a delegate that thinks things out, attracts people to delegate their voting power to him or her to make sure that. Uh, you know, you can get some tokens using Boost and, and, and be paid for your research, be paid for the work that you put in uh, to decentralized governance. So I think this is really a product that's going to unlock a lot of professionalism in the governance space. And if we take, let's say, I don't know, 1% of the tokens uh, that Aave distributes to their delegates, uh, I think it's a very reasonable thing that Aave will be happy to, happy to pay. So there you could put a fee that only you know, big players pay happily, but small players can keep uh, you know, having, uh, smaller DAOs can keep having everything working just perfectly on, on snapshot governance without really needing to use a service like this. So that's one avenue of monetization that I think could be, uh, or will be really interesting for snapshot. Thank you. Thank you very much. I think it's a very interesting topic, the sustainability and the business model of toolings for DAOs. And yeah, happy to, yeah, to have this answer and to see that Snapshot is, uh, is researching in this direction. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I agree with you. I think we're, we're lucky to have uh, really quickly gotten a lot of PMF. So we're, we're not in a situation where we have to scramble for a solution to make some money. Uh, so, and that's also what, you know, being funded, uh, allows you, uh, you can take your time on finding a, a monetization solution that, that makes sense. So I think a, a lot of bad things are being said about VCs, uh, from time to time. Right. But, 
I'm personally extremely happy uh, that we raised this seed round that allowed us to, to really concentrate on growth, concentrate on usefulness for DAOs, provide value to the industry, and, and now being in a position where we can think about mutually beneficial monetization models uh, rather than exploitative. Excellent. Yep. It is, uh, it is clear that Snapshot has gotten all of these markets, uh, all these market fit, product market fits um, by taking the, the practical approach, by making something that's useful now um, as, as opposite to, to a lot of other DAO frameworks um, that, that were more um, complex or hard to use and, and hard to adopt for, for most DAOs. And I think there's going to be space for all of them. I think a lot of the things that are being that is being built right now um, in terms of on-chain voting uh, governance protocols, anonymity. Uh, I'm really excited by this this whole new wave. Um, but th but we have to thank Snapshots. Um, the entire ecosystem needs to thank Snapshot for for bringing us something that we can use now and that it works. And for that, you've done an, you've done an excellent job. And you have done also an excellent job, Nathan Zuz, at uh, at coming here at the at the Dior hot seat. You've withstand the the temperature of the questions excellently, and uh, and a big round of applause to you. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for having us. It, it was really a pleasure, and it's not every day we just we get like uh, uh, neither Zuz or myself get like, like this caliber of question. Really, really good questions. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Great questions. Thank you so much for for all of them and uh, for your attention as well. Uh, super nice to, that you had us here. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, maybe if I can end on on, on something, uh, it's snapshot is still like a work in progress, like many different things, and we're we're still looking at, at many. Uh, you, you know, our roadmap is basically infinite. Is what I'm trying to say. And uh, we know that this community has a lot of great developers uh, and we are ourselves hiring. So if any of you want to kind of participate in this kind of weird big adventure that we're on, uh, we're super happy. Like, uh, please DM us, uh, myself or Zeus. Uh, and, and there's really several ways that this can go. We're, we're going to host like, like hack, uh, we're going to be part of like the big DAO tooling hackathon in April. Uh, you can definitely try to work on some bounties there, or you can, you know, tell us about yourself, tell us about your experience uh, in the Web3 space or, or inexperience, that's completely fine as well. And we'll be super curious of seeing what we, what we can build together. Uh, you know, Snapshot is, before everything, a Web3 native product. And we love to, you know, people that, that decide to spend their Thursday night uh, asking questions on the Dior hot seat I think are exactly the type of people that we want to recruit at Snapshot. Yeah, we uh, we at Dior have have worked with Snapshot a lot, so we'd we'd love to to try to see what we can do together. If Dior can build part of what you're what you're doing, um, I think that would be an excellent match. Absolutely. And with that, I'm going to put a stop on the recording. Thank you so much.